0: Radio Daily for finally Frackin' Friday. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all the ships at sea, we're here! I'm sure some of us are queer. Either way, that's not what I was going for, but damn it, just, just live life, won't you? Don't worry about what other people do, unless they're bugging you. It's a long story, we won't go into that. Hi everyone, and welcome to the 5th of May with the fine folks from GeekRadioDaily.com, welcoming you to Cinco de Mayo in Mexico and the United States. It's also Tango no Seku, Boys Day, or... Kodomo no Hai Children's Day in Japan, but yes, it's Cinco de Mayo here, so there's going to be lots of people drinking Coronas and having burritos, which I can't say there's anything wrong with that. The folks that are bringing it to you today, well, it's him. He's here. He's telling you all about it. It's podcasting for Sigrid. Now, what would Oscar and Michael Caine do? Right? He'd have a Corona and a burrito. Hi, everyone. (laughs) I'm the guy that gets it done repeatedly over and over again. I'm the wonderful Billy Flynn.
1: It's my job to be repetitive, my job, my job. Repetitiveness is my job.
0: That's what they call it. What happened, sir? <laughs> in
1: 1809, Mary Keyes becomes the first woman to be granted a U.S. patent. The patent is granted for a technique to weave straw with silk or thread. 1834, William W. Well, writes a letter to Michael Faraday
0: concerning names to describe the process of electrolysis in which he was investigating. We'll suggest the names anode and cathode. I wonder if they caught on.
1: 1925, high school science teacher John Scopes, age 24, is arrested in Dayton, Tennessee for teaching Charles Darwin's theory of evolution in a Tennessee public school. Hey, that's set to happen again in 2025.
0: 1943, the film curator of the Library of Congress, Howard Walls, announces that nearly 5,000 films will be preserved in the library. 1945,
1: the only World War II civilian deaths in the mainland United States Results from a Japanese bomb dropped over Gearhart Mountain, Oregon, by an unmanned balloon. The deaths occur when the bomb is disturbed, killing the civilians who discovered it during a picnic. That's
0: not the way the teddy bears have their picnic. 1952, Robert Noyce presents the concept for the integrated circuit at Fairchild Camera
1: and Instrument Corp. 1961, NASA astronaut Alan Bartlett Shepard Jr. becomes the first American to travel in space he makes a 15-minute suborbital flight that reaches an altitude of 115 miles, during which he experiences about five minutes of weightlessness. Ooh. What if they didn't expect that? You just fly <laughs> and I like, oh, oh my God, God! Wonder
0: what the they I've got superpowers. 1992, id Software released the original Wolfenstein 3D, the first ever first-person shooter game for DOS computers.
1: 1993, the final episode of the science fiction television series Quantum Leap Mirror Image first airs. He didn't want to go home. 1995, Chris
0: Lamprick, age 24, also known as Minor Threat, becomes the first person banned from the Internet. After being sentenced to a 70-month prison stay for laundering $153,000 from the sale of stolen Southwestern Bell Circuit boards, he's also given the unusual punishment of being allowed no access to the Internet until 2003.
1: Wow, does that mean that he missed MySpace? Yep. 1999. Microsoft releases the Windows 98 SE, or 2nd edition, operating system. It includes fixes for many minor issues, improved USB support, and the replacement of Internet Explorer 4.0 with the significantly faster Internet Explorer
0: 5. Bing! 2000, a conjunction of the five bright planets Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, and Saturn forms a rough line across the sky with the moon and the sun.
1: In the case of A&M Records Incorporated et al. versus Napster Incorporated, U.S. District Judge Marilyn Hall Patel rejects Napster's arguments that it is a mere conduit for information and rules that Napster is not entitled to safe harbor under the Digital Millennium Copyright Act. 2006: The Walt Disney Company completes acquisition of Pixar in a stock swap of
0: one Pixar share for 2.3 shares of Disney valued at 7.4 billion, that leaves Steve Jobs
1: the single largest shareholder of Walt Disney stock. Gru presents to his minions his idea to steal the moon. Uh, this, of course, is from Despicable Me and can be seen in memes all over the internet still to this day. Henry Cavill is 40 years old from Hellraiser Hellworld, Man of Steel, Man from Uncle, Man from Mission Impossible, Fallout, Man from The Witcher, and Man from Enola Holmes. John Reese davies is 79 from Raiders, King Solomon's Mines, Waxwork, Sliders, Lord of the Rings, yeah. Aquaman... Sliders. I'm glad that he's coming back to the new Indiana Jones movie. Uh, that would be so good to see him. Michael Palin is 80 from Monty Python, Jabberwocky Brazil, A Fish Called Wanda, Arthur Christmas. So many different things. And he's, I think we can all agree he was the he was the cute one. Or was that Eric Idle? <laughs> Lance Heimrichson's 83 from Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Piranha 2, Near
0: Dark, Pumpkinhead, Aliens, Millennium, Quick and the Dead, and was originally cast... As the Terminator. Really? Yep. The studio's like, no, we need a big tough guy. He's like, no, see, that's what makes this work is because you don't think he's a big tough guy, but oh. he is.
1: <laughs> Michael Murphy is 85 from phase four, Cloak and Dagger, and Ewok's adventure, Ewok's The Battle for Endor, Batman returns X-Men The Last Stand, but well, we won't hold that against him.
0: 1864, Nellie Bly, known for her record-breaking trip around the world in 72
1: days and being one of the first investigative journalists and got Alfred Packer freed. Uh, We thank her for it. Do we? 1905, Floyd Gottfredson, member of the Comic Book Hall of Fame, he did the Mickey Mouse comic strip from 1930 to 1975. Wow. 1927, Pat Carroll, Ursula in The Little Mermaid, was in the 2007 Nancy Drew, not as Ursula. 1929, Eileen Woods. She was Cinderella for Disney. Aw. Yeah. On CBS, we've got SWAT, and the team responds after an explosion rocks a nearby abandoned mine. Bodie is faced with a decision with critical consequences on a new fire country and a new Blue Bloods. Okay. ABC's got Shark Tank and Twente Twente. NBC has That's My Jam. And Dateline, Worldwide News. Fox, WWE, Friday Night Smackdown. Brother CW, rerun of Penn and Teller Bullets. ABC has Pitch Perfect and Pitch Perfect 2, which is okay, but you know. The first one's, the first one's phenomenal. Holy cow. FX has Venom, which FXX. isn't bad. No. FXX Simpsons, but mostly a Bob's Burger Marathon. FXM has Men of Honor.
0: Honor! MTV has the grand finale of RuPaul's drag race. No one's on oh,
1: a hook. Another one. Very weird. Men with Honor. Iron <laughs> has the day after tomorrow. Siffy has Independence Day, where everyone gets together and does like the hustle and stuff.
0: <laughs> That's not it.
1: That's not, okay. No, 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 it's not. No, this is the one where Brent Spiner plays uh, somebody who's a little off. Oh. CBS has Star Wars: The Force Awakens.
0: TNT has the 2023 Stanley Cup Playoffs, which I feel like I've been talking about for weeks now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So how long is it?
1: for somebody to score. I mean, I are, they the... hockey
0: are they the NBA now? they just going to last six months on their playoffs? I don't know.
1: Science Channel has black files declassified.
0: But if anything, we're going to be watching the Lifetime Movie Network. A high school senior has bounced around from foster home to home, and she started feeling hopeless when found herself pregnant by the school's quarterback, Maya J. Bastisas, or something like that, and Fallon Bowman starring Don't Sell My Baby. The wonderful Billy Flynn looks at what Chad and Abby are up to now. If you know what TV show they're on this week, you could win yourself a prize. It's your Further Adventures of Chad and Abby update. Abby asked her brother for help in getting the CDC to investigate these creature things, but he says she should talk to Dr. Marlena. Abby's relationship takes a weird turn. It's tough trying to save people who are encephalon-expired. Cerebral matter slain. Cerebrum fallen. Hashtag chabby. Forever. No
1: blasted letters
0: today! Why no? Uh, no there's not. Unless, of course, I forgot to check it because uh, apparently I've been forgetting to do things because uh, we really need an intern and a massive investor to give Rich and I lots of money so we can just do this as our jobs. Yeah, that would rock. If you know anybody, by all means, let us know. It's podcast at geekradiodaily.com. Of course, a voicemail, a text message. You just have to utilize these numbers here. Five one zero oh, grd curl. Yeah, I said utilize again. What you gonna do about it?
1: Nothing. Coward. Hi, I'm Terry J. and host of Video Fuzzy, a media centric nostalgia bomb currently working through thousands of DVD transfers from VHS tapes of television you may remember fondly or not, as well as current recordings, cross connections, and comments along the way. Find my blog at videofuzzy.blogspot.com my Video Fuzzy podcast wherever you get your podcasts. For Video Fuzzy, I'm Terry J. a Happy viewing. It might be amazing, it might just be scary. You will find out together Video Fuzzy.
0: It's Friday night, and I swear the toilet was full of guacamole when I bought it. Come play Jackbox games with Geek Radio Daily, and maybe Flynn will ring the bell. Hey, you show up and I will. Or, you know, maybe you sample of the next karaoke thing I'm working on. Either way, come play some Jackbox. It's gonna be fun. I got an idea for a
1: movie. Doesn't everybody?
0: Sure, I mean, look what's out. Like, this stuff is.
1: Well, from Disney+. Plus. We've got to dive deeper into Wendy's story as she joins the boy who refuses to grow up on a magical journey to Neverland and reveals the history behind Peter Pan's rivalry with one of Disney's most memorable villains. Ever Anderson, Yara Shahadi, Alexander Maloney, and, ooh, an actual reason to watch it, Alan Tudyk in Peter Pan and Wendy. A nationwide release fueled by an impoverished childhood. George
0: Foreman channeled his anger into becoming an Olympic gold medalist and world heavyweight champion, followed by a near-death experience that took him from the boxing ring to the pulpit. But when he sees his community struggling spiritually and financially, he returns to the ring and makes history by reclaiming his title, becoming the oldest and most improbable world heavyweight boxing champion ever. Forrest Whitaker, Dan Gordon, and Peter
1: are in Big George Foreman,
0: can't wait for the lean green milling machine...
1: Lean Green Grilling Machine sequel. 11-year-old Margaret is uprooted from her life in New York City for the suburbs of New Jersey, going through the messy and tumultuous throes of puberty with new friends in a new school. She relies on her mother, Barbara, who is also struggling to adjust to life outside the big city, and her adoring grandmother, Sylvia, who isn't happy they moved away and likes to remind them every chance she gets. Abby Ryder Fortson and Kathy Bates star in Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret.
0: Oh. After rescuing Han Solo from Jabba the Hutt, spoilers, the rebels attempt to destroy the <laughs> second Death Star, spoilers, and Luke Skywalker struggles to bring his father back to the light side of the forest. Spoilers! His what? Carrie Fisher, Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford, and Billy D. Williams, starring in the re release of Star Wars, Episode 6, Return
1: of the Jedi. You know, we've got the story of the George Foreman grill, the adaptation of a classic novel, and the re release of a classic film. Sven has a mix of all those. Kinda. He has the story of an 18th century African prince turned into a vampire by Dracula who finds himself in a modern Los Angeles. <laughs> okay. It isn't exactly the same, but it kinda is. Personally, I hope that Jefferson Twilight doesn't show up. See Thalamus Rasoola, Venetta McGee, and William Marshall in 1972's Blackula. Only on MeTV. That's what? a good movie.
0: <laughs> I'm not wearing any pants. Film at 11. Geek Geek News! Thanks, Courtney. Taking a look at the world from a geeky point of view, an animated movie set within the Babylon 5 universe is in the works from original series creator J. Michael Straczynski. In fact, it's apparently already
1: finished and done. I think I'll just wait for the DS9 cartoon.
0: (laughs) Straczynski confirmed the news on Twitter, offering a photograph of the script for the film, which he dubs Classic B5, and adds it will be raucous, heartfelt, nonstop, a lot of fun, a love letter to the fans. Didn't he learn last time about showing the script to other people? No information on the release date or title for the film was revealed, but Straczynski says it's 100% real happening, coming out very soon. Further details are expected next week.
1: Look, I'll, I'll believe it when I see the closing credits. Straczynski himself, who was co showrunner on Netflix's
0: Sense8, wrote much of the show's 110-episode run, with the show starting out standalone, moving to heavy serialization, and pulling back to more standalone again. He also built in trap doors, allowing the actors to exit and timelines to be squished where necessary. Straczynski has been a heavy hitter for years in sci-fi, and the return of Babylon 5 will be awesome. Maybe it'll actually show us what the hell happened during the telepath war.
1: I looked up something. Nice. <laughs> I was like, wow, you dropped a thing there. <laughs> I just looked up weirdest things that happened in Babylon 5. (laughs) (laughs) The Transformers franchise has been a big success for Paramount Pictures, but the same can't reasonably be said for their other action film franchise based on a Hasbro toy line. G.I. Joe, all three films in the series, 2009's G.I. Joe, Rise of Cobra, 2011's Retaliation, and 2021's Snake Eyes were critical bombs, with Retaliation being the only one to pull in decent box office. They weren't bad, they were just kind of Wolverine. Speaking in an interview ahead of the release of Transformers Rise of the Beasts, producer Lorenzo di Benaventura said that, despite everything that's happened with the G.I. Joe franchise on the big screen, conversations are still going on for a revival. Uh, we actually developed a pilot with Amazon. This was before Paramount+, Plus. just as Paramount+, Plus was coming out. It didn't pan out. We're in a lot of conversations about what to do with it as a film, so I would have to say, most likely, you're going to see that come to fruition. How soon is always impossible to say. For a long time, there were no active conversations, but there's a lot going on right now. Just remake the cartoon movie. That's all you got to do. Shot for shot. And do the same damn thing with the Transformers movie. Right. The recent Snake Eyes reportedly lost Paramount money, grossing just over $40 million against an 88 million dollar budget which means that apparently nicholas cage's snake eyes did more than double but i guess that's because the house wins the alliance of motion picture and television
0: producers which serves as labor representatives for hollywood studios released a statement breaking down its stance on the various sticking points that caused a deal with the writers guild of america to fall apart but they'd have less money if they gave in. In a four-page document, the TP addressed several issues that were raised by the WGA and their pattern of demands, most notably the Guild's proposal for a minimum of six writers in all TV productions, with more required depending on the number of episodes. If writing needs to be done, writers are hired, but those proposals require the employment of writers whether they're needed for the creative process or not, ampt said in a document. While the what I'm calling the WGA because I learned a lesson, had argued that the proposal is necessary to preserve the writer's room, and it is in reality a hiring quota that is incompatible with the creative nature of our industry.
1: Look, it's so they don't hire just one human to proofread what
0: an AI poops out. We don't agree with applying a one size fits all solution to shows that are unique and different in their approach to creative staffing, the statement continues. Some writers are the sole voice of a show and others work with a small team. The WGA's proposals would preclude that. Yeah, name a show that is written by just one person. Um Ren and Stimpy, the Amptma also addressed the issue of artificial intelligence in writing, while their previous labor contract between the WGA and studios forbade the use of such scripts directly by AI. The WGA pushed for more stringent regulations of the use of AI software in writing, including banning the use of AI-generated writing as credited source material
1: to adapt from. They said they're willing to talk about
0: it. I'm sure we can trust them. The studios also pushed back on what the WGA leadership wrote in its email to members are announcing the start of the strike, saying that a work stoppage was necessary to prevent the profession of writing from becoming a gig economy in a union workplace. The Amptp argued in the document that writing jobs have almost nothing in common with gig jobs like rideshare and delivery apps, pointing to WGA-released data that shows that a staff writer employed on a streaming show for 20 to 24 weeks and medium number, according to the Guild, can earn between $91,000 to $109,000 in
1: wages. Right. Yeah, just ask any comedian that's brought in to punch up jokes on shows. It would 100% become a gig economy if the studios could get away with it.
0: Yep. The TP is now moving on to negotiations with the Directors Guild of America, which is set to begin talks next week. In a social media statement, the DGA says that residual payments for streaming services will be a critical demand in its negotiations, particularly for streaming use outside The United States. I think we all know that studios will do what it takes to make a buck, and if you don't believe us and our sarcastic comments, just ask the folks who made Batgirl. And please come to some terms. Holy God, remember what The Last Strike did to Heroes?
1: Oh, or Pushing Daisies. Oh
0: my God, Pushing uh, Daisies.
1: Clio award-winning writer-director Robert Rugen recently revealed that he has apparently been hired by Warner Brothers Pictures to write a new live-action and animated hybrid feature about the most famous Looney Tunes characters, Bugs Bunny. Will we finally find out what, in fact, is up with his doctor? Rugen previously co-wrote last year's Netflix horror comedy, The Curse of Bridge Hollow, and wrote and directed the 2004 film Alice's Misadventures in Wonderland. He's an acclaimed commercial and short film director, and is also writing the hybrid live-action animated Elf on the Shelf Christmas movie for Netflix, according to his site. So he's used to taking a check and putting out Something. Bugs Bunny made his debut in 1938 and has been the star of countless TV and film projects since. Most recently with Space Jam A New Legacy, which saw Bugs score a 3D animated makeover. He also co-starred with Brendan Fraser in Looney Tunes Back in Action. Underappreciated. But those films were sadly box office flops, although the original Space Jam was a smash hit success back in 96. Much of the Bugs Bunny catalog can be found, of course, on Max. Well... Until they need to yank it to save a couple bucks. What a bunch of maroons.
0: <laughs> Here's some awesome news for fans of independent film production and distribution company Troma Entertainment. Ooh. Troma has just announced they're teaming up with Renaissance Content Group to add some of their cult classic films to Amazon's V streaming platform. The films will be available to stream free, with ads, on FreeV on all streaming devices. It's about damn time. They didn't provide a full list of titles that will be added to Freebie, and if they did, we'd be going over the list all damn day long, because according to the company, they'll be putting hundreds of Ooh. films on Freebie. They did mention some specific titles. Founded by Lloyd Kaufman and Michael Hertz in 1974, Troma is primarily known for its slime-coated horror comedies, but the company has produced and or distributed all sorts of movies over the decades. The most popular release is The Toxic Avenger, and that one's so popular it even has a remake on the way that stars Peter Dinklage, Kevin Bacon... <laughs> and elijah wood wait what <laughs> that sounds awesome are you a fan of Troma entertainment and are you glad to hear that hundreds of their titles are coming to amazon's free with ads free v platform then maybe we'll finally have a way to watch cannibal the musical without blowing dust off the dvd player because that would truly be some spadoically news
1: oh my god it'd be amazing when I was on top of...
0: GRD is licensed on the Creative Commons. for you, not a good word. Next put a like, check us on Facebook or Twitter, or of on the website at Now
1: That better be one of the damn movies on there. That's all we're asking for. Right,
0: Because and if it falls through, I'm going to be like, God damn you, Humphreys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Deep cuts. Thank you,
0: ladies and gentlemen. Drop build a snowman. <laughs> Swan, shut the. Okay, God, seriously. <laughs> seriously. Drop us don't tell us how damn awesome Cannibal the Musical is. It's incredible, and it's based on a true story that Nellie Bly, who we talked about, mm-hmm. is a part of. Uh, it's podcast at geekradiator.com. Of course, it's the voice belt, hot, text message. Oh, Jesus.
1: What up? G R D girl. I heard yeah. <laughs> she married a, an insurance salesman. What do you think? It stinks. Man. game
0: over man game over well I thought every part of it was good but overall I hated it I feel exactly the opposite but the same nee, 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 nee. who are you nee, nee. we are the knights who say nee, no nee, not nee, the knights nee. who say nee. the same who are they we are the keepers of the sacred words nee, ping and nee, yeah. those who hear them seldom live to tell the tale the knights who say ni nee demand a sacrifice. Knights of ni. Nee we are but simple travelers who seek the enchanter who lives beyond these woods.
1: Snippet. 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 Ni. 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 We shall say ni again to you if you do not appease us.
0: Well, what is it to want? We want a shrubbery. A what? Ni. <Don't> Please, please, no more. We will find you a shrubbery. You must return here with a shrubbery or else you will never pass through this wood alive. Oh, knights of Ni, you are just and fair and we will return with a shrubbery. One that looks nice. Of course. And not too expensive. Yes. Now go.